the VCA Voice podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marie Curl. Our goal with the VCA Voice is to showcase how VCA Animal Hospitals is taking care of the future of veterinary medicine. We'll bring our purpose to life through meaningful conversations about care, our culture, and the communities we serve. On today's episode, I'm happy to welcome Michelle Taylor. Michelle is a client service supervisor at VCA Swangle Animal Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Hi, Dr. Carl. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am really excited because I know people have lots of questions about the secret lives of customer service representatives. So let's start off with telling me a little bit about your journey in, in veterinary medicine and how you got started in that and with VCA. You know, honestly, I worked in human health care before I came here. I'm, of course, an avid animal lover myself, uh-huh. and I knew of Swingle Animal Hospital, and they have an amazing reputation And I seen that they were hiring and I really just felt like it would be a really good fit for myself. And so I just applied. I really didn't have expectation that so many years later, I would still be sitting here and and loving it, but it all worked out wonderful. I was ready for a change and it was perfect. Dr. Swingle, I knew of him and he was always so amazing. And I just thought it would be really great to be part of his team. So, oh, and excellent. actually my, um, anniversary was yesterday. Oh, happy anniversary. Um, I hired, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I hired in July 10th of 2006. Oh, wonderful. So that's been, uh, how many years is that? Se- 17? 17. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> excellent. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I do have to ask you from human health care and what you were doing in human health care, how similar or different was your role when you joined VCA? You know, I mean, it was similar, um, just, you know, dealing customer service wise, it was very similar, but it's amazing the difference in the, in the clients when you see when they are concerned about their, their pet uh-huh. versus themselves. And I know that sounds <laughs> kind of, kind of crazy, but people love their animals so much as we all do. Uh-huh. And, and so that is one of the biggest changes. Excellent. Yeah, people really do. And I've never been in human health care, but I, mm-hmm. I love what we do in veterinary medicine. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your hospital and the roles that you've had since you've been there in your current role. Swingle Animal Hospital uh, was purchased by VCA in 2008. Okay. And, you know, it was really a seamless transition. We were all very excited. It offered so many more benefits to us mm-hmm. as the staff. Um, not that we didn't love, you know, being a private practice, but it was amazing that we got to keep that hometown private practice feel and, you know, but also have more benefits for us and the clients. We're really very family oriented here. We have a longevity of staff. And the majority of the staff here has been here between 16 and 33 years. Wow. Which is crazy. <laughs> And um, we do have some newcomers, but they've mm-hmm. all been here um, over two years. So, okay. you know, that that's amazing, too. You know, that's but, good for newcomers. <laughs> exactly. And the majority of us, you know, have been here for so long. And it's I don't think you find that a lot in a lot of businesses uh, nowadays. So that's really speaks volumes. I think I actually started out as a CSR here. OK. And I was a CSR for 11 years and then became the lead CSR six years ago. I do help out in other hospitals in our area whenever they have CS, new CSRs training or mm-hmm. maybe promoting a lead CSR. 
I actually um, last year participated in the VCA Next program, and it's a. Oh, I wanted to ask you about yeah. that. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, so it, you know, it's a competition mm-hmm. to you know find innovative ways to help the company, and I based my entry into um, being around CSRs. So it was to create a CSR supervisor area position. Now, just in case anyone listening, since we we don't know who all is out there listening, tell me tell me what CSR means, just to make sure. A customer service representative. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, it is possible everyone out there knows what that means, but uh, I just want to make sure, since other folks may use different abbreviations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, tell me about the VCA Next competition, and I understand how you got started with the idea, but what were the steps in that? Well, it was a lot of steps. Um, okay. <laughs> let me just tell you, it was uh, it was very rewarding. Of course, I did not think I would end up in the finals. Uh-huh. You know, I was super excited when I made it to like the top 50 or whatever I was. <laughs> but then when it got down to the finals, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. But it was really a learning experience because you do get to pitch your idea to multiple you know, people in the company and, and just the research that I did, it really evolved into so much more than I would have realized. It was really amazing. I wasn't able to judge last year due to time conflict, but I have gotten to judge before and some of the ideas that come up are really just amazing. So I'm proud of you for having done that. Now your current role is a supervisor. Tell me about that position. Well, I oversee, we have uh, three other CSRs and then myself. So I will oversee them and I take care of scheduling and coordinating training and, and keeping that ongoing. Plus, I'm just a part of the team. I'm there every day to help out in any way I can. sense that some people listening may not have a complete understanding of everything that's involved in being a veterinary customer service representative. Can you walk me through a day in the life of a CSR? You know, that is really hard because it's so different every day. You never know what may happen. Uh Just a few things that CSRs do on a general basis is you're checking in appointments and surgeries. We actually check out clients too. I know in some hospitals, the technicians do that. They're answering the phone, they're refilling medications, scheduling appointments, helping anyone that may walk in, you know, during the course of the day, enrolling pets in care club, and also doing uh, like uh, what we would call like a missing in action phone calls if someone needs to be scheduled or their annual is coming due. We do those. And honestly, that's only just (laughs) touching on a few things. There's dozens and dozens more things that they do throughout the day. Given that, what kind of skills and qualities do you look for when you're interviewing someone for the role? And do you look specifically for people with knowledge in veterinary medicine or are there other skills that are more important? You know, obviously you need to be personable. I look for someone that you want to be a team player and have great communication skills. It's so important to hear that smile in someone's voice when you're talking to them on the phone or even when you're walking in, someone that's inviting. Right. I know we've all been places where you walk to a, you know, a front desk somewhere and you're like, oh, you know, so, you know <laughs> sorry to bother yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And you feel like you're bothering someone. And, you know, we definitely uh-huh. don't want that. Um, we want someone that's inviting to everyone. But we also want someone that we feel like can forward think and, and be mm-hmm. able to multitask and just see the big picture. I like to keep in mind that without the proper like personality and attitude and training, 
at the front desk, you know, it really can make or break an office. Mm-hmm. And as for your question on the knowledge of the veterinary medicine, I honestly feel that that can come later. I feel like that can come with time. And I think it really helps for them to understand what we do and why we do the things we do first. Mm-hmm. And then let that knowledge follow. From that standpoint, what about having a love of animals? If you're not familiar with veterinary medicine, what about the animal piece? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with that. You do have to have a love of animals, you know, even Mm -hmm. being at the front desk, you know, we're out there with our iPads taking pictures, you know, and we're also kind of entertaining, so to speak, (laughs) and, you know, visiting with the pets, especially if you happen to have a weight, Uh you know, and it really helps to be able to go out and have a conversation and address that pet by name. And the clients love that. And we do too. So you take a picture with an iPad. Where does that picture go? Is that part of the record? Yes, it actually does. It uploads right into their history. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. And we can even text that to them. Uh You know, if we get like this really cute shot, you can send it to them (laughs) so they get it while they're in the room. So that's, um, it's just really personable and it's just, you know, a nice added touch. So tell me about a typical onboarding process. You bring someone new onto the team, although it doesn't sound like your team turnover is that much, but you bring somebody new onto the team. How do you onboard someone into the customer service representative role? Luckily with VCA, there is a really great onboarding process through our, you know, our workday that is assigned to each person at the time of hire. And we do get a checklist and go through that just to make sure that they are doing everything and understanding all of the different tasks. There's also courses that we can assign. There's many different courses for many different topics, but I also like for them to observe and shadow not only just myself, but the other CSRs, the technicians, the doctors, because everyone has their own method, but we all have the same end goal. Right. The way I do it maybe doesn't click with them, but maybe the other person it will. Learning is doing. We do like to have them, you know, get in there and, and have someone set with them because I think it's hard to understand sometimes some of the training when you haven't actually put your hands on it. Uh-huh. You know, I'm always there to assist them and I try to meet with them on a regular basis to ask for any questions or issues that may arise. I have them keep a notebook. So if anything (laughs) comes up at any time, jot it down. I don't care how crazy Mm -hmm. it is. I want to know. Those are some of the most important little things when you think of those. But uh, the training process, it takes probably about 90 days, I would say, Mm -hmm. is a good time span. So you've mentioned that you do things individually in your hospital as well as that are offered by VCA. And I know with your experience of visiting other hospitals, you might have shared my experience as well that every hospital is different Mm -hmm. and we don't make an effort to rubber stamp everybody and make them all exactly the same. The, The differences that made them a really successful hospital we want to keep those and, and have those hospitals continue that hometown care that they provide. I absolutely agree. And when we became VCA, it was really wonderful to know that they did see that we, you know, we have a good thing going here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and it was nice, too, that there wasn't dramatic changes. And I, I do think when we first got the news, we were all like, what's going to happen? And I think clients feel that way, too. But it actually was the exact opposite. Yeah. And it really was, like I said, it was very seamless because we transitioned and a lot of people didn't even know. Yep. That often happens. And and your experience of having staff with longevity, 
we have a lot of hospitals across the country that it, it's just amazing that they've had team members that have been there 30 and 40 years sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I love hearing you talk about that because that's really what we want to embrace and invest in highly successful hospitals to begin with, you know, and then just be able to grow and move forward from there. So that's pretty exciting. In the time that you've spent in other hospitals around your area, are there other differences from other hospitals that you're able to bring back and help your team? Yeah, I mean, we do. Um, I was at another hospital last year and they, the way they did their surgery checkouts and, and their surgery check-ins, I really loved the way mm-hmm. they you know, kept everything together. And so I instantly came back and was like, oh my God, you guys, we got to do this. <laughs> Because <laughs> this will make life so much simpler. And and so and I love when we can pass that along to other hospitals or or go pick up something. It makes such a difference. Michelle, how do veterinarians and technicians work well with customer service representatives to build a team rather than building a front versus back culture? I've done training in other hospitals and one of the things I have found is that there's a lot of doctors that don't really trust their CSRs when that happens, you're leaning more on the technicians to do possibly a lot more things that the CSRs could take care of. Because you're increasing the workload for the technicians, it causes resentment between the technicians or the assistants and the CSRs. I do feel like it's important to you know meet with the hospital manager and the doctors mm-hmm. and make sure that the CSR training is on point Okay, because they really are capable of doing so much more And that will alleviate the technician workload. Excellent point. You know, I know that customer service representatives deal with some very serious situations sometimes. Can you give me some examples of some difficult conversations that a customer service representative is responsible for? Yes, absolutely. Probably one of the most frequent is dealing with cost and Mm -hmm. payment issues. That probably is a daily conversation within the office and over the phone uh, Mm -hmm. when people will call, you know, for pricing and things. Of course, anytime you're discussing euthanasia or having an end of life conversation, that is always um, extremely difficult. I have found too, when there's change in the practice, if you have change in protocols or staff, you know, we must explain to them so that in the proper way, they, they don't lose trust in us. Mm-hmm. And because I think a lot of people, when they hear about change or new doctors, they always think, oh my gosh, something horrible happened. But no, no, we're just busy. We just need a new doctor. <laughs> so, you know, and, um, you know, but you also, um, and like I said before, being on that front line, you never know what questions or conversations, you know, may come up. And, you know, what's most important is finding out the correct information. So don't ever hesitate if you have to step away or or have to go find that correct answer out. So Yeah, well, veterinarians get those kinds of questions too that they don't know the answers to. Right. It happens to all of us. Are there things that clients will routinely ask CSRs that they may be afraid to ask the doctor or technician? You know, it's funny because... I will have them question me about what the doctor said in the room when they come out to check Uh out. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know about the doctor. (laughs) And so that always amazes me that it's like, you know, the doctor just, you know, gave you this diagnosis and, Uh but you're going to come out here and ask me about it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So what are the positive aspects of working with clients and patients as a CSR? Oh, definitely just building those great lasting relationships. 
because you know we have been in business for so long, we have very long time clients and we're with those clients. So, so many different circumstances over the years, we celebrate with them, we, we cry with them, we console them and and they consider us friends and family. I mean, uh-huh. truly, you know, I always just feel like it's truly just such an honor that they trust us with the life of their pet. Yeah. So uh, it's, it really is. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. It's such an important bond and we're privileged to, to be able to do that. Yes, absolutely. So you talked a little bit earlier on about all of the different things. And I asked you about the a routine day in the life of which apparently there isn't one. Sounds like a very stressful role. So how do you manage stress as, as a CSR? How do you recommend that people do that? Um, you know, I think the management of stress sometimes comes with a bit of experience, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to laugh thinking about this because I also think it probably comes with a little bit of age too. <laughs> I know, I know that I handle stress much better now than I did as a new hire or, you know, especially so many years ago, I, mm-hmm. it's much different now. But my, my biggest advice and what I tell them, and it's so hard to not do this, but we just can't take things personally. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the hardest thing, I feel like, because when things do happen, you instantly take it to heart and, you know, think that it's directed straight to you. And, um, you know, we just have to remember that, you know, they're not upset with us. They're just upset with, you know, whatever situation may be happening mm-hmm. at that time. And there's also there's stress in every job and every profession. No matter what you do, um, you know, so I always, you know, ask them to reach out to me if they are ever having an issue. You also need to know when to step away and when to know that it's time to hand off a situation. Right. Um, I do feel like it's really beneficial and CSR never needs to be afraid to do that. You know, don't be Mm -hmm. afraid to, to, to use your other staff and to use your supervisor and, um, to, you know, not always have to be the one to, to finish what you started, because sometimes it just takes that one extra person to listen that could rectify the entire situation very quickly. You know, just always ask for help. I always try to remember and understand that this too shall pass, <laughs> you know, yes, <laughs> regardless yeah. of what it is. And, and it's sage um, wisdom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I always um, will recommend, you know, to leave things at work. Definitely mm-hmm. don't take them home. Don't dwell on it. And, you know, tomorrow's a new day. So, you know, just just let things go. <laughs> We're about at the end of our time. It's been such a pleasure to be able to speak with you. And in closing, what are some words of advice for someone just joining VCA as a customer service representative? You know, understand that it is amazing and rewarding when you're coming into it, but it it's a lot of work. It's it's fast-paced, it's very task-oriented. You really have to be prepared for a constant changing atmosphere and my favorite phrase is um, having situational awareness. I feel like that is such a huge benefit once you can understand that and know your surroundings and what's going on at the hospital at all times. It just makes your job easier and makes you more at ease. In the past, the stigma has been that CSRs are just a person that just sits there and answers the phone. And oh my goodness, (laughs) we all know (laughs) that is so far from the truth. Um, But I would definitely recommend also to, to be a sponge to your environment and to really try to soak up all the knowledge that you can that's just so important. I truly love my job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like when CSRs are given 
the resources and training and especially the support, mm-hmm. it it not only elevates their employee experience, but it's such a benefit to the hospital and the other staff as a whole. So it really makes a huge difference. Oh, it's a benefit to everything, the patients and clients as well, to have continuity and to have a friendly face. Well, at the beginning, you made the comment that people needed to be able to hear the smile in someone's voice. And (laughs) and as I've been talking with you and able to see you on video, which our listeners can't, I can tell them that you're smiling all the time. And (laughs) it has been such a joy to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Oh, thank you so much. It was a privilege to do it. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing. Don't forget to leave a review to let us know your thoughts and share the episode with friends. Follow VCA Animal Hospitals on social media at LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more inspiring stories, visit our website at vcavoice.com. Thank you.